0: Hi, this is Leanne Walters, and I'm your host for Design Ease, the podcast about designing a life that you want to live in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. What a glorious morning. I uh, I think it is. I think it is. I am um, I don't know about you, but I like to get up early and I start my day um by having a little meditation and then I take care of some family things and then I go outside for a walk. And I walk in I walk we have a few trails in our house and I just walk the forest. Floor every day, and I am just in awe of the the beauty that surrounds us. And uh, I think um, I think everybody should get outside in the morning if they can, even if it's just on a balcony or a deck. It really is a nice way to start your day, and uh, it's lovely and misty outside today. Just um, kind of feels a little mystic in the woods when there's a little fog. And the forest floor is wet, so it's almost like it's in hyper hyper dimension, you know, like 3D. It's it's extra saturated in color. And it's one of those mornings today, and I am up for it. And um, I'm here for you. I'm here to say hello and uh, talk about a few things that have been on my mind today, or this week Or actually, for the last two weeks since I left you. So, here's a funny thing. A couple weeks ago, I posted an episode of the podcast and I celebrated and closed my laptop and didn't look back. Posted a little thing on Instagram about can't stop, won't stop. But little did I know I closed my laptop maybe 30 seconds too early and my episode did not post. So, I went a week without posting an episode. Didn't find out until the following week when I was posting my next episode. So I thought I was going to take a moment and I was going to be ahead. I was very excited to be ahead. I popped that next episode into the, you can actually pre-program them. So I had it ready to go for the following week. So it was going to show up on time for everybody. And I thought next week I'm going to record an episode and I'm going to be ahead again. And I'm going to like, this is going to be, this is the, rock. is going to push that mossy rock, you know, is going to get that rock in motion. That's what I'm trying to say. This was going to be the, the the pebble that got the bigger rocks in motion. And I posted the episode. And then for an entire week, I did not do anything for the podcast. And uh, the episode came out and I did not record a second episode. I think I took that day and I had a nap and I watched some Netflix can't even remember what series I was watching at the time, but I'm sure I watched it all. I'm really good at that. I'm actually a pro. I think I'm the best at slamming through full seasons of shows. I found a new one. It's called Mythic Quest on Apple. It's about video gamers. Pretty good. Pretty enjoying that one. Slamming through that one right now. Ted Lasso just finished that series. Highly recommend it. I think you should watch it again. If you've seen it, I think I'm gonna do that. So I spent the week watching Netflix. Thank you, Netflix, for providing an unending amount of television for me to waste my time on. But sometimes that's just what we need. And uh, so I've had a couple of weeks. I've had a couple of weeks to think about, marinate, and really think what what I could talk about today. And although I have thousands of journals, probably not thousands, tens of journals in my basement that I filled up in the last couple of years with things. I um, instead just scratched the surface and found something new today. Here's where I'm at. I was thinking about the fact that I've always been skinny. I've been a skinny person since childhood. Twiggy was my nickname uh, from my my brother's friend when I was a teenager. I never, ever appreciated it. Like when I look in the mirror, I don't register as skinny. Particularly when I look in the mirror and I'm not wearing all of the apparatuses that I feel better in. So, I.e., when I'm in my underwear and, or naked, I've never really appreciated my body. And I've always judged and picked at it. You know, my thighs could be smaller if I, you know, sucked in this or that. Then, then it would be, you know, then it would be acceptable, and that's when I was going to like it. And, and, um, you know, as a child. I was a dancer. So, you know, suck in your gut was a consistent message. And, and the side note on that, um, I was watching a video of a friend of mine who's a skater and she was teaching her very little daughter how to skate. And it was an adorable video. And she said to her core strong or strong tummy and something along those lines. And I thought, what a fabulous message to replace suck in your gut, because like, truthfully, we do need to, Especially for we're doing activities like dance and or skating, if you have a strong core, then you're building your core muscles and you're actually doing it properly. But the message that I got was that I had a gut and I needed to suck it in and hide it. And that's kind of a message that stuck with me my whole life. And I would actually say that it's my weakest point. You know, it's the, the center, the doughy center in the middle that I've never really been comfortable with. And it's really stopped me it stopped me from appreciating everything else that I do have, which I mean, especially in my shoes. I mean, I, I do fit into standard sizing. I, I'm one of the lucky ones who can go into a store and buy something off of a rack. And and here I am just, you know, taking it for granted. And and I made me think like, what else am I doing this with? You know, it it makes me think of, of the women that raised me. And, and as I look back on how they felt about themselves, I recall my grandma who we could buy her a thousand new things. And she would always look at the lady in town and say, well, she has a nice shirt. How come I can't have something that looks like that? And again, I think it comes back to how we feel about ourselves. And, and I think we could possibly be doing this or I could possibly be doing this throughout my life with lots of things. You know, you look at your marriage or your husband and you compare it to what you believe is the other person's perception or your perception of the other person's marriage. So what you see on Facebook or what is brought to a party is what you're comparing yours to instead of appreciating the things that make yours unique. And that's, that's what I started thinking. Like, what if I started appreciating my hair and my belly and my thighs? Like, can I really start to see myself in a better light or treat myself the way that I would like to be treated? Like, what if I was my own cheerleader? What if, what if I saw the quirkiness as a good thing? You know, what if I started seeing my husband for who he was instead of who he's not? What if I started seeing my house for the unique 1970s beauty queen that she was, and I start polishing and priming her up to show her off in her best light? What if I saw my child and my dog and my bank account? Yeah, like what if I could see everything for like the best part of it, you know? What if I could see the fact that like maybe right now I don't have a full bank account, but I don't have to figure out what to do with all that money. That's a better way to look at it. And I thought if I could learn to love them as they are, could I not judge them? But to know that the things are working out just as they're supposed to, and I can just really stop worrying about it. And the other thing I thought is somebody else is comparing themselves to me. Somebody else is looking at where I'm at in life. And thinking, wow, like if I could only get to that point. And I just think that it's kind of unifying. You know, I remember years ago, I knew this girl and she seemed to have the perfect life and she had the sweetest mom and she lived in this fancy house and she was working the dream life. It was like really, you know, she was a designer and she met a builder and they got married and, and she came to work and she was fighting with her mom and she was fighting with her dad and And I remember her walking into my office and telling me all about this. And I thought, wow, it's not just me. It's not. I'm not the only one who has tiffs with their husband or whose mom gets on their nerves. I mean, the perfect family has these issues. And it really, it really made me feel better. It made me judge myself a lot less harshly because I could relate to the fact that we're all going through this and we really we all have struggles and we're all in it and like if we zoom out and we can see the bigger picture and we can laugh at it like if you can really see yourself as this like being just like made up of cells with eyes and and ears and we're like dealing with all of these senses and these things that can happen in a moment to change where we're at and it's it's kind of pretty funny and i think we're like taking ourselves way too seriously i mean The things that we have in our head that we're holding on to because we're so scared to do. I mean, imagine wanting to start a podcast and having all this stuff in your head and thinking that there's just got to be a place that I can talk about it. And it's funny because now it sounds so silly. Like before you understand how the human body works, and before you understand that like our nerves are all connected... You get a cough and your doctor tells you that it's coming from your nose and you think your doctor is just like the craziest person on the earth. Or you go to a chiropractor and they tell you that your neck is out of alignment and that could be causing your hemorrhoids. It's funny because, again, as I say these things, they make so much sense to me now, but I totally remember. I remember when they were introduced to me. I remember sitting at the chiropractor's office with a list of all of these things that, that could be caused by all of these different areas of your neck and, like, highlighting, you know, 30% of them. Because when I was a kid, I had a really bad fall that threw my neck out of balance. So my health was really bad when I was a kid. I had migraines and all of these things going on. I think I actually had hemorrhoids and or they scared me. I remember them on the sheet. But anyways, it made no sense to me that my head could be connected to my ass. But really and truly our head is connected to our butt. Our guts are connected to our heads. Like our mental state is connected to our digestive state. And we're all connected to all of these people out in the universe in just the same way. And that someone else is going through the same experience. It's just like reality. Everybody has tough relationships with themselves, with their inner demons and everyone's struggles. And so I just had this thought and I, I'm just thinking, what would it look like if I just enjoyed it all? Like, who would you be if you remembered that you chose all of this and at any point you can change your mind? like I have tingles. You can change, you can change what you were doing, you can change what you're having for breakfast tomorrow. You can wake up and you have a clean slate. And if you don't like where you're going, change your direction. And if you do like where you're going, put like add some more, more of that. If it's going really good, and also, like just know, just know that you're right where you're supposed to be. Everything is happening for a reason. And all of these things that are set out in front of you that are happening are happening to help get you to a place of your best self. I have been planning on having a book to talk about. Okay, it's called What's Your Heaven? Seven Lessons to Heal the Past and Live Fully Now. Rebecca Rosen wrote it. So Rebecca Rosen is a psychic. What does she say? This says Rebecca takes readers on a revealing and deeply personal journey inside her world of being a professional psychic medium, poignant, spiritual, powerful, and heartfelt. John Edwards. Listen, this book, I have so many pages dog-eared in this book, but let me tell you the very first thing I, I ordered this book and it took, it took like a month to get in maybe even longer, because I think I ordered it before I came out. And when it arrived, I couldn't remember why I ordered this book. I, I couldn't remember if I heard it on a podcast. I'm also part of um, Sherry Saladas' um, membership group. So sometimes we have experts on there and they have books. So I thought maybe it was there. I was looking, I was looking all around, but then I, I read the first chapter of the book and I highlighted this passage. And this was the reason that I bought this book. Mending complicated relationships with parents, reconciling with estranged friends, learning the tough lessons of standing up for our worth at work, identifying how to best fit in within our social groups and contribute to our larger community, our assignments, or in my business our soul contracts, are deliberately set in place to help us learn important truths before we leave this life, or we're destined to get the same homework the same messy interactions, clumsy missteps, frustrating relationships and challenging tests all over again in the next. So this book is about getting ahead of your assignments so you can enjoy your life today, right here, right now. The concept in this book is that we are all born with an assignment that we knew before we entered this earth and that things get in the way to help us learn this. We don't remember the assignment, but there is an assignment and we're all here. So the things that come up consistently in your life, like if you have the same things and you're like, "Ugh, why do I always come across this thing? There's a reason. And the reason is, is there some lesson you're here to learn? And if you really start tapping into these lessons, you're gonna start solving your assignments. You're gonna be like handing in your homework to the universe by showing up and feeling the feelings and really understanding what lessons that you're supposed to be learning. And I'm working on these things for myself. And I found this book really amazing. There's a whole bunch of bonus content. I'm going to read it a second time and then do the bonus content with a lot of books that have homework in them and like things that you're supposed to do. I don't always have the opportunity to do like a meditation when I'm sitting with my family to wrap myself in blue light while my son's playing Fortnite can be a little bit difficult and I don't want to really want to spend all of my evenings sitting around by myself so sometimes I have to go back and do them but the concepts that I read in this book like they made me tingle and I would actually say that every 10 pages is dog-eared I mean it was such such an enlightening read and so good that I read it I think I read it in a week I couldn't put it down It made me really, I've always known that I have an intuition in me. I don't know if anybody else feels this way. I'll have, like, I had a dream about my chicken dying the week before my chicken died. They're not useful yet for me, however, because just knowing that an animal is getting pulled out under a fence doesn't help you know when or who or what or what's going to happen to it. And so it's really learning how to tap into these things that I'm intrigued by. Um, Neat. Um, so that's, that is something I'm going to put notes for the book into my show notes. My listener texted me and she said, Hey, Leanne, you're killing it with the podcast. Love listening to you. Thank you. And what you talk about. I wanted to ask your opinion. We are renovating our bathroom and have lighter wood vinyl plank, white paint, black fixtures, and light gray walls. We wanted to add some color with the tub shower, but I'm trying to figure out what would work. We like the idea of white subway tiles and black grout, but we don't want everything just black and white, so thought the shower would be a good place. I saw this on Pinterest I'll show the pictures, and we like the idea of having colored tile in the shelving like green or blue, and have a strip of tile in the shower. However, could subway white tile with black grout work with colored white colored tile and white grout, or would this clash? Well, this is my favorite kind of question to answer. This is a question that I 100% know the answer to. There is no right or wrong answer. Um, no, I love it. I love that there are some decisions already made and you're taking the power in your own hands and you know kind of what you want and you've gone looking at pictures and you have a few ideas. So you just need a little bit of clarification. And I, that is my belief with interior design. Most people actually know sort of what they want. They have an idea of it and they just need somebody to to help them bring it out of them and bring it all together. So I'll let you know what I told Carly. I'm going to read you my answer and then I'm going to deepen it a little bit more. I love the plan with the tile. I think the grout color should all be one color. White tiles with black grout is classic and would look superb with the wood plank, but then I wouldn't add the color. If you like the color, which is cheery and very lovely. Also, I would keep all the grout light. Probably do like a nice light gray because white grout can be hard to be keep clean and black grout can be hard with hard water. So a little bit more clarification on that, Carly, since we're here and I know you're listening, which I appreciate. I would definitely keep all the grout one color. Grout can, can bleed into one another when the tilers are working on them. So when we change grout colors, we do it kind of mindfully, like, If we're changing it, we're trying to do tone on tone to get a better match, but to to go from white grout to black grout in a really small location, you're going to notice the transition most likely. Also, it's going to stand out quite very differently black grout really darkens a tile. So you really using dark grout with colored tile really changes the look and it's not bright and cheery and it doesn't really tie into your light grays and your whites. It's more of a dramatic jewel tone then. So if you're going to do the black and white look, it's a really timeless and classic look with the black grout. But the one thing to keep in mind with contrasting grout, so anytime you're going with like a really dark color and a really opposite effect, really light grout does the same thing with really dark tile grout is a building tool that we use to hold the tiles together so when you use contrasting grout keep in mind you're really going to need a good tile setter to keep those corners tight and you are going to notice more of the flaws in the tile because grout is what hides the flaws in the tile but now you're pronouncing it so imagine the silicone it would be the same thing if you used a contrasting silicone on the back of your countertop the idea between behind grout is to allow the tiles to flex a little bit and to like kind of blend together where the tiles cut. So you're going to really notice all of the cuts in your tiles and you're going to notice any work that's not Even some of these really nice handmade looking tiles, which are really popular right now with the variated thicknesses, those tiles actually can tend to run together at some points because they're not perfectly square. So again, if you're using a contrasting grout in that application, it's going to be very noticeable. If it's something that you love, go for it. Just keep that in mind. Thank you so much for the write-in, Carly because I'm loving all the listeners who are talking to me, and um, I really enjoy being here. And I was excited to talk today about the things that I've been thinking about for the last two weeks. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm going to spend the day finishing up my Father's Day shopping, and my husband's birthday happens to roll right on Father's Day, so I get a twofer. And I was just going to leave you with a note about gifting. I was... um, I was going to be cheeky this year. I had a plan. Since I've um, received my fair share of vacuums over the years, I was going to treat my husband like he tends to treat me and buy him a really boring vacuum for his birthday. So he knew how it felt. But then I decided I wasn't going to do that. I decided I'm going to treat him the way I treat myself on my birthday. And on my birthday, basically everything's free. I can buy whatever I want because it's my birthday And it's a really good time. And I really, truly enjoy it. And so I decided that's who I'm going to treat him instead, instead of being cheeky and being a little bit spiteful, which is kind of fun and funny. Like, come on, I, I have a friend whose mom got outdoor patio lights when we were children for her birthday. And so her response to that for her husband's birthday was she bought him a beautiful outfit for herself in her size and she wrapped it up and gave it to him. It was so funny and I loved it when I was a child. But I do remember that they did get divorced after that. Just saying, I'm not saying it was her fault, Um, but I'm just gonna go in the other direction this time because it's way more fun and it actually feels really good to buy really nice gifts for people. And it's actually probably one of my favorite things to do. So that's how I'm gonna spend my afternoon. I'm gonna go out and uh, go shopping. So I hope you all have an amazing day and an amazing week. And I hope you are loving the weather we've been having because the sun has been shining and it's been a beautiful day. And lastly, I hope you can learn to appreciate how amazing you are because it feels pretty awesome. Okay. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Oh, please subscribe if you want to get every episode and you don't want to miss any and you're wondering when my episodes come out, subscribe to the show on Apple. You won't miss it. Also on Spotify, you can add it to your list and they will give you every single episode. I'm also going to start having an email that I send out. So if you're on my email list, that's awesome. If you're not, you can email me at hello at LeanneWaltes.com and ask me to add yourself to the list. And I will talk to you soon.